to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad. Welcome to episode 53 of The Awakened Soul. I want to welcome you guys to what's hopefully going to be an amazing episode. We're going to talk a little bit about the Nas album, a little bit about Jay-Z and Beyonce dropping a random album. We'll talk about Comcast and Fox. We have sweats and suits in the building, both Seth and Eric in the building. Uh, we're talking hood classic movies, modern day classic albums, just good all around conversations. But before we get into all of that, I have to first ask you guys to support the podcast follow me at ceo hayes it's at ceo h-a-i-z-e you can also follow the awakened soul at awakened soul pod and more importantly go to the website that's the awakened all that good stuff i'll plug it again at the end of the show but i wanted to start off with it this week but before we get into the guests before we get into some of the other topics you guys know what we have to do here first we have to get into the mind of hayes into my dark and twisted mind so we're going to get into our intro music. On the other side of that, we're jumping right into the mind of Hayes. The Awakened Soul. The Awakened Soul. All right, so now that we're into the mind of Haze, the very first thing that I want to talk about before we get into anything else, before we talk music, I said it before in our Halloween special episode. Halloween is probably one of my favorite holidays, period, because I love horror movies. I, I, I love everything horror, horror, scary, Halloween, everything. And so if you guys haven't been living under a rock, there's a new Halloween film coming out. This one's done by Blumhouse, same people who did Get Out. Uh, no, Jordan Peele is not the director, but it's the same production company. They've also done, I believe, the Insidious movies. Um, so, yeah, they, they 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 do a lot of horror movies. So they dropped a trailer for the new Halloween movie. And this one's a little bit different. It, it kind of does away with every other Halloween movie except the first one. It even gets rid of Halloween, too, which is one of my all time favorite Halloween movies. And they actually have done away with Laurie Strode being Michael My- Myers sister. And so the basic storyline of the way they explained it has been um, it's been 40 years since the original Halloween movie. Laurie Strode has basically been preparing um, in case Michael Myers returns. But before I talk a little any, anything more about that, we're going to actually get into the trailer. I'm going I'm to play a brief clip from the trailer. When I come back, I'm going to talk about my excitement from the film. Testing one, two, three. We're on. We're here to investigate patient that killed three innocent teenagers on Halloween in 1978. He was shot by his own psychiatrist and taken into custody that night. And has spent the last 40 years in captivity. Hello, Michael. I have something you might like to see. (laughs) 
everyone in my family like turns into a nutcase this time of year. Yeah, I mean, your grandmother is Laurie Strode. She was almost murdered. Wasn't it her brother who murdered all those babysitters? No, it was not her brother. That's something that people made up. Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape? What the hell did you do that for? So I can kill him. Excuse me, somebody's in here. Hello? for this night. He's waited for me. I've waited for him. Get out! Go home! Get inside! Alright, listen. Halloween is one of my favorite movie series ever. Uh, they've made what's been like 10 or 12 Halloween films. I, I've liked all of them. I even liked the first Rob Zombie Halloween film. The second one was complete garbage. I didn't like that one. Um, but just this, the, the, the premise of this move, the fact that they're doing away with everything but the first one, the fact that Michael Myers has been in an insane asylum since that time. He was out. He, they're, they're going off. He was actually captured at the end of the first one. And there's this, I, I, like a documentarian or it, it's something that, that goes to interview, views him, brings his old mask and shows it to him. Like that's going to, like they thought that was going to be a good idea. And so everything just jumps off. Shit just goes crazy from there. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it's just, it looks great. And everything Blumhouse does, I've basically loved all of their horror films that they've done so far. They, they put out good work. They put a lot of thought into their horror movies. They, they try to make all their horror movies a little bit different too. They don't rely on the, on the old tropes. So the fact that they're bringing back the slasher genre and using Michael Myers, who's a beast it's i'm super excited for this movie glad that jamie lee curtis is back um it super excited for though my only issue with this is is that it's been 40 years so michael myers is supposed to be in his 50s or 60s now so we have a geriatric michael myers going around killing people which for this first film that's fine now if this first film does great and they want to make a series out of it they're gonna have to do something I don't know. Hey, that's that's just me. But uh, I'm really looking forward to this movie. You guys can't tell from my excitement. Super looking super, super forward to. But moving on from this, let's, let, I can stop geeking out now. This has been one of the best weeks in music and hip hop in a long time. We got Nas's album dropping, which I think we'll review it on the breaks. We'll do a, a, a full in-depth review on, on the breaks. But I love this album so much that I have to talk about it here. I think that this is a, a perfect album. Say what you will about Kanye. He does do, he does do some singing on it a little too much. He does his dream impression and dream is actually on it as well. But overall, from top to bottom, uh, the content, the lyrical content, Nas's style, his delivery, the production. This is, this is probably my favorite. Matter of fact, if you, if you put this and Daytona kind of play them right behind each other, it's some of the, just the best hip-hop to come out in a while and i and it, as much as i love the nas album i it overshadowed the fact that j-rock dropped redemption redemption the same day well if you want to say it's the same day because the nas album that that release was so debauched like well it was so not debauched but it it got messed up so bad that you know people were waiting for that album basically until saturday and it was supposed to come out friday but that alone all all the craziness going on behind that 
I don't want to take away from the fact that J-Rock dropped maybe the album of the year. The consistency of the album, the overall just flow of it, everything, I put it right up there with Nipsey Hussle's album. Like this, J-Rock, and it's so crazy because it's literally like two great albums dropped on the same day. And it's funny because they were both kind of overshadowed by Jay-Z and Beyonce on Saturday, randomly dropping Everything is Love, a joint album between the two of them. Like I said, we'll get into this episode of Breaks this week is going to be basically just talking about these three albums. So I'm not going to get too far into it, but just the I just wanted to take some time out to just say how great both of these albums are. They they are just really, really good. Matter of fact, we are going to play one of my favorite songs from the Nas album right now. We're going to do that to kind of segue into the next thing we're going to be talking about. Uh, We got to talk about Nicki Minaj and her comments on uh, selling sex and then. We also have to get into the stupid idiot of the of the week and some other things after that. But we're going to get just because I want to play the song in this podcast. We're going to get into some Nas. I'll see you guys on the other side. The ghetto will fellow the more. Oh, my God. They speak venomous on the boy. Oh, my Lord. My enemy is fear. And I'm sure. Oh, my God. They want the end of me because I'm pure. Oh, my Lord. Discipline for the win. I just go for it. It's a trend for these men to die on their own sword. Journey far, learn who you can be, but you can learn who you are when you around family. Chip off the shoulders of soldiers on a grizzle. My granddaddy, Matt Little, married Danny Little. They passed down wisdom, blessings were given. Pray my sins don't get passed to my children. I made a killer. I'm alive like the morning star. Call Jordans for the price on stocks of what the hornets are. I need evaluations, I'm savvy, y'all. Eating foie and caviar, listen. Don't fall too far from the apple tree. I I love that song. I love it's not my favorite song from the album, but I definitely love that song. But before we went into the break, I said that we're gonna be discussing Nicki Minaj's comments from Elle magazine that it it didn't set I don't wanna exaggerate said say that it set Twitter on fire, but there was definitely uh, response in social media from fans of Nikki and people post Nikki as well. And we're going to get right into the comments. So she was asked about the messages in her new album. And she said that it's okay. It, it being okay to keep your legs closed. She also said that I don't really know how to say this without being offensive and went on to say that maybe I was naive, but I didn't realize how many girls were modern day prostitutes. Whether you're a stripper or whether you're an Instagram girl, these girls are so beautiful and they have so much to offer. But I started finding out that you give them a couple thousand dollars and you can have sex with them. I was like, yikes. It's just sad that they don't know their worth. It makes me sad as a woman and it makes me sad that maybe I've contributed to that in some way. She was asked, are you reckoning with that now more than you have in the past? She went on to answer, I've always felt like it, but in a lot of ways, I don't know if I'm doing the same thing that they're doing because I'm selling sex appeal. So I can't look down on these girls. I may not be having sex with people, but I'm still selling sex appeal. And as I said, there were a a, a lot of responses to this. Um, later on she tweeted out okay who's going to be playing bad at the next dick appointment but there were responses from fans or non-fans or just people on social media saying that she was slut shaming and maybe this is just me again that what i'm here 
to do on this podcast, as I've been making sure that I say lately, is I'm here to present situations, my thoughts, my feelings on them, and basically just the facts. It's separate from how I feel, and then you guys can disseminate and and break that down how you want to and, and decide yourself on it. But I didn't take this as her slut-shaming. I mean, she really did talk about her own selling of sex appeal and talk about her own battling with the fact of should she be judgmental about this or can she even look down on it and how she's contributed to it. Now, I've said before, Nicki Minaj has not been the most activist-type person. She... Last couple of years, she seems like she's been getting more into it, but she hasn't always been that. So I can kind of understand why this message may come and hit some people from the left. But even without that, I mean, it, it, like I said, it seems like someone, at least from, from what I'm getting from reading these comments, it just seems like someone who is battling with how what their impact is on us normal folk or women in general and and how she's maybe impacted how other women maybe carry themselves present themselves or what they choose to do and let's let's not confuse she she's not slut shaming again to me i don't take it as slut shaming she's talking about actual selling your body selling sex um and you know i, I mean in a world where it seemed like a lot of celebrities do things that they don't really think about how it affects people the fact that she seems to be reckoning with that it says a lot to me, but at the same time, we're going to go back to what we've said a couple episodes ago. Why do celebrities and what they do and their moral compass impact so many people's own moral compass or what, how they feel they should be acting or carrying each other? I mean, go back to the second episode of this here podcast in which I talked about people going into fads and how they allow themselves to do things that aren't within them just because they see or want to imitate. And this, these aren't girls. Let, let's, let's not say that the young people who are even more impressionable. These are grown ass women who are taking what celebrities do as, as kind of a blueprint on what they should do. And it's just stupid. It's idiotic. And I know I, I like to troll the beehive a lot on Twitter just because they're easy to get riled up and I, and I have fun with it, but it it goes deeper than that. like Beyonce fans aren't aren't that bad in in the grand scope of things. They're stands, but they're not that bad. But you know, there's no celebrity, no celebrity who should impact what you do enough to where you're basing your decisions, your your compass off what these people do, and it's just. It's sad that that's the culture that we live in now and not just women, men too. And it's, it's stupid. It's sad. Like I said, I, 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 I've taken a lot of positive out of what she said. And another thing that we have a tendency to do is that people don't read the full thing or they don't watch the full video. They take the snippet that's tweeted out and on, on social media or whatever and they run with it without ever really doing research on the, I, I want to tell everyone, go read the full interview. If you guys were kind of offended by what she said or, or if anything, before you make your determination, go and read it. But I definitely wanted to talk about it because I think that the basis of what she's saying, I respect and I, and I, I can kind of understand where she's getting at with that. She's, I think it's, I take it in as someone who's really realizing the social impact, whether right or wrong, whether she should be having impact on these people or not. She's really starting to realize that. And hopefully it continues. Hopefully we see that continuing. All right, enough of that. 
as we have enough craziness and stuff to get into in this podcast, we still have to get into the voter suppression, uh, North Korea, the meeting between Kim and, and Trump. We still got a lot of stuff to get into. But before we get into that, we have to get into the stupid idiots of the week. So we're going to get into our theme music for that. And then we're going to well, we only have one stupid idiot of the week this week. So just one, just one. It's not even really that bad. But it's still definitely a stupid idiot moment. So let's get into our theme music. On the other side of that, we'll be talking about the stupid idiot of the week. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. All right, so for anyone who's not familiar, A, listen to the Breaks Radio because we've talked about him probably the last couple of weeks because his antics are just, it's something every single week, and that is Takashi69. Um, Takashi69, who is still beefing with Chief Keef from Chicago, flew Chief Keef's baby mama out, <laughs> bought her a shopping spree at Gucci, uh, or it was reported that they spent $70,000, but it looked like all she came out with is, is a bag and, and a fanny pack, but I'm not here to judge that. Um, Takashi is someone who is, he's very much using kind of the 50 cent blueprint of using beef and, and controversy to keep himself constantly in a new cycle with very little music. Unlike 50, who 50 kept music coming, mixtapes, G unit, uh, albums, everything. He just kept it going and the quality of music was, was really great there for for a number of years but not to not to get sidetracked with that um takashi who like uh, uh, in the same week he did not get to perform at summer jam which was in new york he tried to get in videos were posted he was beefing with ebro all types of crazy shit in the midst of this like i said he flew out chief keeks baby mama out and that's not why he's the stupid idiot of the week because you know that that's Neither here nor there. It is what it is. I, I while I don't support it, I kind of enjoy the show. I'm not gonna lie. It, it just because it's it's not really. I guess enjoy is too strong of a word, but I definitely look to see what Takashi, what craziness Takashi gets into every week. Again, I don't really, I don't really like his music that much, but apparently people do because he's moving numbers. Like he 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 did his thing with music. People enjoy it. So. Coming off of that, the reason why he's the stupid idiot of the week is that after flying out one of Chief Keef's baby mama, he decided to slide in the DMs of of Chief Keef's current girlfriend, asking to fly her out. To her credit, she said, no, I'm still with Keef. Uh, he called him an idiot, a sucker or whatever, and offered to fly him out, but he got shut down. And just because of this going public, her posting the DMs, Takashi 69 you definitely get the stupid idiot of the week. I will see. I'm sure he's going to pop up on this list a couple of more times. This is not anything that's going to stop. Uh, we'll see how it continues. But that was it for the stupid of the week. We're going to actually get into the the second week of. OK, so here's the thing. I'm going to jump into that. Let me know what you guys think about. It. I want to keep hearing feedback of what you guys think about that segment. On the other side of that, we're going to come back. We're going to be talking about some politics. Hey, y'all. 
So we all know about the latest social media trend where someone starts off a list of unpopular opinions centered around a particular subject, right? The ones like unpopular opinion NYC edition or vegan edition, Twitter and IG are like completely flooded with these threads. One in particular caught my attention, unpopular opinion, marriage edition. For those of you who don't know, because, well, you don't know me, I am engaged to be married. Yes, next year, my love monkey and I, who have been together for almost six years, will be married. I will be his missus. Being engaged at 27 is something I wouldn't say I plan for, since who can really plan for someone else to propose to them, right? Within the unpopular opinion thread about marriage, I saw a lot of back and forth between the men and women about what's important in a marriage. However, a ton of the replies dealt with the engagement and wedding planning processes. Not one person said a thing about the actual marriage. So here's the thing. The wedding is an amazing moment that I myself can't wait to be present in. But I would be a fool ass if I didn't also think about the marriage part. And I think that like a focus on the marriage part attributes to how this generation sees marriage. For one, a lot of women in my generation feel as though we're running out of time and we put so much pressure on ourselves to settle with a-holes because we plan to be married by 25, kids by 28. And the men, I mean, I ain't even got to tell y'all how these jokers think being committed to one woman before the age of 45 will somehow halt the imaginary Punani parade that wasn't coming their way anyways. But I digress. Focusing on this on the show and not the actual experience that is to come is sort of a defense mechanism as I see it. Like who wants to think about the potential fights and hard times when talking about bridesmaids colors and flowers is so much more fun. Honestly, if you get asked about your opinion on marriage and your response doesn't include the words compromise, understanding, forgiveness, <laughs> you may want to extend that timeline you're on because you're not ready. Let's take our time, keep working on ourselves so that half the work is done and we commit ourselves to one another. Thanks for listening. To support this new slow down initiative I've just placed you guys on, I'm gonna leave y'all with some stuff. Bye. I've been a man, you believe me now. Maybe I'm not flying, but I'm floating. If we're not headed to the top, where we going? Two miles an hour, can you picture me rolling? Cause life is so much better when you live in slow motion. All right, so as I said, we were going to definitely talk about some politics. There's a few things going on that I definitely want to talk about, but we we'd be remiss if we did not start with the biggest news coming out this week. And that is the the meeting between Trump and Kim Jong-un, the leader from North Korea, had to sit down. Uh, The basis of this was to come up with a denuclearization plan for North Korea that was reached. um, So they did reach an agreement to denuclearize now. One of the things coming out of this is the fact that there is no verification language in the agreement. Um, so as it stands right now, that is not as it's, it's not in the agreement. Now, that does not mean that further agreements can't be made um, to, to get that language in there, to get something in place that we, we do have verification. But in other words, like 
it's still historic. The fact that this happened, the the fact that we look like we were on the brink of war, the fact that these two leaders were engaged in, in war of the words for, for quite a bit of time, were able to sit down and reach this agreement. It's definitely, definitely noteworthy, definitely is historic, groundbreaking. Now, I, for one, am not if this is the only plan, if another agreement or something doesn't come out of this, then it's going to be some problems. But for the fact that it has been. This is this is that first step. This is the door that's open. This is where diplomacy starts at. It, it, you rarely ever get everything you want in in the first agreement like this. So that door being open is is a good step in the right direction. Now coming out of this, um, South Korea and and many other countries had to kind of scrimmage. Scramidate? What the hell had to scramble to accommodate <laughs> some of the, the, the promises that, um, that President Trump made to, to Kim Jong il? And it, it'll continue. Um, you know, we have to cancel those, uh, the military exercises that we were doing in that area. And as I said, the, this will continue. This will continue to go forward. Now, after Trump has come out since and said that, uh, he gave him credibility, he went there. And he thinks that it's great to give him give him credibility. He praised some of his his uh, strong arm tactics. Like there there have been things that have been said, you know. And and President Trump called him a strong head of North Korea. He speaks, and his people sit up at attention. I want my people to do the same. You know, Twitter had a, a run with those words that he said. Um. So and and Kim. Let's he's he's only 34 years old. He's ordered the the killing of his uncle. Um, he is is he doesn't play the the guy has been called a madman. He's crazy. But again, step in the right direction. We'll see how it comes as as more information comes out of this, as more conversations are had. But I definitely wanted to talk about it. I definitely wanted to speak on it. Um, and let me know how you feel. You know, guys know where you can find me at the Awakened Soul Pile. We also now have a discussion group on Facebook. Just search the Awakened Soul discussion group where we're talking about just things that are going on in the world, uh, conversations about music, stuff that happens in this podcast that there's there's conversations being had on this and let me know do you guys feel safer now with this agreement happening um or does does the fact that there isn't a firm plan it's just, it's just an overall agreement there's not really any thing firm in it um that does it does it leave you concerned as it kind of does me and we'll continue to report on it we'll continue to talk about it as more details come out that's me and Bello are probably two of the busiest men in podcasting but we definitely need to get on as well to talk about this but we're going to move on from the national news to, to something more local. And that is, oh, I live in Columbus, Ohio. So I, I try to stay in tune with stuff that's happening in the state. So voter suppression was voted on by the Supreme Court in a five to four decision. Uh, they ruled that Ohio's voter suppression campaign was totally fine. And I want to talk about some of the misconceptions with, with what's going on here. So this has nothing at all to do with voter fraud in, in the elections here in Ohio. Um, so for example, in the 2016 presidential election, and this is just Ohio stats again, of the 5.6 million ballots cast, only 52 were cited as possible cases of voter fraud, which is less than 0.0001%. In 2012, 
there were 270 that were cited as possible voter voter fraud, which is less than 0.0005. Um, so, you know, statistically, voter fraud is not something that is a is a thing here in Ohio. Um, so this rule has this ruling uh, has nothing to do with that. Um, and so the legislator here in, in Ohio passed a law that resulted in thousands of voters being purged from the from the polls. Um, and again, this this issue has nothing to do with voter fraud. And that's why it's raising so many eyes, because it's it's taking away people's rights to vote. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, with. And so this is being considered uh, more of a tactic um that that's based off inaccurate and biased opinion. So in the state of Ohio, they've limited voting hours uh, and voter IDs. Like, so it's, this is a concern that uh, people are saying that this is more than likely colluding to fix a future election. Um, And, you know, you guys have to stay aware of what's going on here. Now, one, one thing that that did happen is that uh, the state of Ohio did send out, kind of like postcards and anyone who did not respond to those were removed from voter rolls. So they did not have the ability to vote after that. Um, and people have problems with that as well. You guys have to stay on, on top of it. Like this is something that this is, this is why when you get things in the mail, read them, never take it for granted. Never think that, Oh, this is nothing. I'm just going to throw it out because now there, there are people who, because they did not stay on top of it, whether it's right or wrong, which I will, I will say in my opinion that it, that it's wrong to take that, um, take that away from people who do have the right to vote just because they hadn't voted in the last few years. And, and that's what the, the, the postcards are for. So everyone, you have to stay aware. I'm, I'm not one to say I, I don't haven't done enough research to me to say that it, that I do think it's, it's to fix an ele- election or not yet. I'm it's gonna, I'm going to be watching it closer. I'm going to be talking about this more, but my people in Ohio stay aware you get something in the mail. Now that you hopefully are paying attention to what's happening, you can you, you can stay on top of it because this just doesn't seem right. It doesn't sit right with me. and It doesn't sit right with many voters in the state of Ohio. We're going to move on from that. And like I said, let, let me know. We'll be talking about this in the discussion group as well. But we're moving on now into a case in which police in Miami framed a 16 year old boy for burglaries to boost crime stats. And this is where the issue happens in which quotas and, 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 and things that cops have to do, they have to meet a certain number of arrests, a certain number of tickets just to generate revenue, um, for their jurisdiction. And in this case, it was found out they tried to frame a 16 year old for felonies. Um, and uh, fortunately, these two officers, both Charlie Dayub and Raul, Raul Fernandez, were found to be fraudulent. And in fact, they, they tried to pin this case on the 16 year old boy. And it's just something that I ran across when I was doing my research for things for this podcast. And I just found I was like, wow, this is it's just crazy. It's it, it's ridiculous, like that somebody almost lost their freedom because of someone wanting to boost the stats of arrests that they have. And this is where change needs needs to happen in our police system. And this wasn't here locally where I live, but just the fact that something like this, that to generate or or to meet a certain number that, that cops are willing to, to, to frame a 16 year old kid 
Come on. Now, and, and don't get me wrong. We've, we've all probably gotten pulled over where we haven't. We've gotten, we've gotten tickets that we probably shouldn't have. That's wrong too. But to frame someone. Now, the officers that were convicted in this face up to 11 years in prison. And we've talked about on the previous episode. It's very rare that cops who are found to commit crimes do that type of time. Not saying that it doesn't ever happen, but it's definitely not it doesn't always happen so we'll be watching this closely we'll be continuing to talk about it because this is just it's ridiculous it's 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 crazy um we are going to move on um from that which is as sickening as that is um the next thing we're going to talk about is the comcast disney uh, battling over the purchase of Fox. And while this means a lot to me, being as someone who's as into the Marvel movies as I am, um, there's a few different ways this can go. Now, Fox um, did accept a bid from Disney, I believe, for $52 billion in, I believe it was a, it was stock option, no cash, it was mainly stock, um, which people say because of, of Disney being on the rise, that stock value can be worth more in the long run. Comcast came in, made a $62 billion cash offer. Now I believe Disney has, uh, they have, I think they had five days to, to put together a new plan, which they probably will. Now, while this, and a lot of people are, are focused on the, the idea of the Marvel characters, the X-Men, uh, the Fantastic Four, would that be able to go under Disney and be part of the MCU? This deal is much bigger than that. They, you would own, they would own the Fox television. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's Fox TV, but definitely the Fox, uh, movies. Uh, so everything that happens there, there are a couple movie franchises that are under that, not just the X-Men people, not just the Fantastic Four, the whole, that whole framework of that studio, they would be able to purchase. Um, so, you know, this deal is huge. Now, a couple of things to come down. Disney very well could make more, uh, make a higher offer than Comcast and see what Comcast does after that. Comcast, I've even read that Comcast and Disney could actually split some of Fox's assets. And then I've also read that Disney uh, could still get the X-Men and the Fantastic Four uh, characters because they would not convert over in the case that the studio is purchased or sold. So, you know, it's it's this is going to be a huge deal either way. There's so much at stake here. Whatever company ends up buying this. And like I said, let's take the X-Men and Fantastic Four off the table. They get so many franchises and and, and such uh, uh, just characters that they can generate revenue off. This can set a studio up for decades of, of stories and movies that they're able to put out, as well as just getting that that Fox is already a machine. They're already going there are they already are rolling on on everything that they're doing so you'll be able to really just absorb that either way a giant is going to be made whether it's comcast that purchases it or disney it's just going to add to a bigger giant and what does that do does that water down uh the movie industry what 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 does that do and you know we'll see who comes out on top here who, who ends up um purchasing this company if it ends up being a split but you guys know I'm I'm a huge Marvel fan, so I definitely ha- had to talk about this. What do you guys think? Do you think it's best for Marvel to be able to absorb these characters, or do you think, like some people do, that it's maybe it's better that Marvel doesn't have the, their hand in all these characters because we get, we get more movies if they're at different studios? You guys know you can hit me up at the normal places with that. All right, it's time to get into our guests. We have Seth and Eric from the Sweats and Suits podcast, and we're going to get into some brief 
intro music on the other side of that we're going to be talking about a few things see you guys on the other side i know a lot of people that smile in my face but talk behind my back every time i'm gone so when they call my number i'll never pick up i don't know you shit bitch leave me alone i'm going big some monday i'm going big some monday i'm going big Ladies and gentlemen, look, you know it's UML month at the Awakening, so I got two special guests here. The Sweats and Suits gang in the building. What's going on? Yeah, What's yeah, up, yeah. Sir? Thank you for your kind words, my friend. Oh, man, anytime, anytime, man. What's the problem with you, Seth? Man, shit, man. The grind continues. <laughs> I heard that, man. So we're here to discuss a few topics, man. The first one we're going to get into is modern day classics. I want each of us to name one album that's a classic. But we, but the but the caveat here is since 2010. Who wants to take this one away first? I'm a, I'm gonna kick it off first. Okay. Go ahead. And and it's an unpopular opinion. I'm going with Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly." I like that pick. I love that pick. Actually, hate it. Hate I, it. I don't understand the hit on the pimp a butterfly. I love I, I, the pimp I don't, I don't butterfly. Understand it I've always said that the pimp butterfly was a. It was sonically. I get what everybody's saying. Like the music, I get all that. The work it that it went into it, the production, it just wasn't for me. That shit, like just because somebody spitting a message, don't mean that that shit fire. Let me, let me ask you, you something, pretty- Seth. Do you like four four four? Yeah, but you don't like the pimp a butterfly. No, different to me. Man. Okay, I mean, hey, I'm not here to judge anybody's opinion. No, I'm judging this opinion. I'm judging it all the way, 100%. I'm judging it. <laughs> I don't know how you judge it because they're coming from different eyes. You know what I'm saying? Hove, a grown man with kids, wife, spend different shit. You know what I'm saying? That I think that I, is more relatable to somebody in my position versus a Kendrick Lamar. Like, damn, like, I'm just not, maybe I'm not woke enough to be, you know, speaking on woke affairs. You know what I'm saying? If you say so, bro. Hey, well, it just ain't for me. You know what I mean? Visually, like, when I was listening to the album, I felt like I was watching like a, a Spike Lee movie, in a sense. The way the exactly. production was yeah. put together, the way the messages were coming away. He had the interlude with the skits and everything. Man, masterpiece. And the thing that I love about all of Kendrick's projects, too, is that he never tries to fit in a box. Like, you, you, you get wherever he's at mentally at that time, it comes through in this album. I love the Pimple Butterfly. I, I, I know that's not the popular opinion, but I love it. Do you think? Do you think that Kendrick Lamar kind of get a pass though? Like, For what? Know, like he hit us very hard with Good Kid. Which one is better, the Pimple Butterfly or Good Kid, Mad City? Let me ask y'all that. Good Kid, Mad City is a class. Uh, is a classic. That that's it's the classic. that's yeah. That's that's the better one to me. But I I, I think while. Pimper Butterfly isn't as good overall. I think it's it's a more refined artist. Like I think his artistry is more refined. I think Damn just evolved that further. But I, 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 all three, if you listen to all three of his albums, you see the progression. And I I don't know, man. I I love I love. I, I feel Butterfly. like Damn to me. Damn was like I felt like Damn was like I right, I know you know some of y'all want rocking with the Pimper Butterfly. I got something for y'all. Here you go, Bam. 
and give you that. And I'm like, I can rock with that. I can I can fuck with that heavily because to me, I was rocking with more of the songs on Damn than I was on To Pimp a Butterfly. But that's just me. But To Pimp a Butterfly wasn't, wasn't made for that, though. For you to it rock wasn't. It. it was for you to listen. Yeah, and I didn't feel like doing it. So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, uh, I'm, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm straight on that. I appreciate the sentiment, but I'm good. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, I, you know, hey. When we talk about this, are we talking about underrated or are we talking about just albums in general, like that we feel like since 2010? I'm not, like, yeah, not underrated. That's Well, I mean, it, it could be just whatever's a personal classic to you, whether it's underrated, whether it's mainstream, just what you think is a classic album. Then I would say Good Kid, Mad City, then, because that dropped in 2012. Okay. I give. I mean, I give Kendrick Lamar his credit. I'm not saying he's a shit artist or anything like that. So, of course, I would give it to Good Kid, Mad City. I think that's the only. I think that's one of the only unanimous classic albums that are spoken of more recently. If I'm not mistaken, I think when it comes to that album, a lot of people don't even argue with. Are you here is classic? Yeah, that's classic. I, my my love for Kendrick Lamar has been all through this podcast. So I I, I tried. To steer clear of Kendrick Lamar, just because I, I'm talking about it heavily. Um, but 2014, Forest Hills Drive, man, I think that's a classic album. Ooh. Okay, okay. J Cole. J Cole. Yeah, I get that. Okay, so does J Cole, like J Cole, get the boring title a lot? Man, a lot of his bars go over people's head. Though. Exactly. Right. He's very bar heavy. I'm not. I'm not disputing that, but. Is there some truth to the maybe the BT picks? No. <laughs> no, nah, I mean for 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 what and the reason why I spoke J Cole so much and you know the not having any features. I understand some people don't think they think that's an empty stat, but the fact that he produces what ninety percent of his albums he always produces all the beats on. There's yeah. no question that there's no question that he's writing his own songs. Like I, I would. I would be floored. I would cut my beard off if I ever heard that J. Cole had a ghost on <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess the what just as an honorable mention for me would probably be Drake's Take Care. Yeah, Take Care. It's the mm. it's the one classic album he has. I think Take Care is probably the if you gonna go to a Drake album, you're probably gonna go to that one. Like, hey fam, if a nigga wanna hear Drake, I don't think nobody's turning on uh, you know, nice for what as a man. Man, you know, I don't know, bro. Some people out here listening to Booed Up right now. <laughs> I would never, I do, I would never play Booed Up if I have the aux cord if requested by a dude. Man. I'm just telling y'all that now. So, to any it, don't ever tell me to play Booed Up. The shit's not happening. Man, let me give a shout out to my boy Quentin right now, Q Furby. He playing keyboards and also piano on Booed Up. He from Milwaukee. Ah. I'll shout him out real quick. Love, love Milwaukee love. All right, so how we th- how we ranking up uh, my dark twisted fantasy? Is that a classic album? I have yes. to ask. I have it as a classic, but I also have it as underrated. Okay, like is it could go on? Un- it could get the title of most underrated album or a classic album. Just depends on which one. You- just depends on how people feel about it. And Kanye's top five greatest albums. It's like five. Yeah, it's it's four or five. For me, because I I got you know the first three. Graduation is my favorite Kanye album, hands down. I don't think I like any other album as much as I like Graduation. But then you got Late Registration, uh, College Dropout would always be near and dear to my heart. Absolutely. And then 808s and Heartbreaks is like probably the fourth. And then you'll start talking about the My Dark Twisted Fantasy. 
I think it's a very underrated album, but I don't know about full classic. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I I can understand when people place it on on the classic list. It's not on mine. Like I was not feeling it as much as everybody else. Like I I just had to ask because that's like one of those battles that I have with people all the time. This is, I just it was cool to me, man. I'm not saying it was a bad album by any stretch, but I, it's hard for me to give it that classic label. Let Let me ask you this: Do you have any albums that you consider classic that is widely spread as hell? Fucking no. As hell, no, no. Nah. I mean, most of my yeah. most of the stuff that I have is classics, are, and people are surprised by it because they don't listen to it. Um, like Name Royce, uh, Royce Five Nine. Which which one is it? Uh, I, the first Prime I have is a classic, absolutely. Um, okay. So I think that's a classic for sure. I think not Layers, which is the one. Is it Death is Certain? I can't remember which other one it is, but I have another Royce Five Nine album that's on my classic list. Happens absolutely. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I, Royce is bar heavy. Like, if you like bars, you fuck with Royce. Like, hands down. Like, yeah. Is and this latest album, nigga, nigga. Book of Ryan. Is Book of Ryan is. Shit. Listen, we we talked about how J Cole's bars go over people's head. I'm, I'm telling you, I listened to that first album the night of release. I stayed up to about one thirty, two o'clock in the morning listening to that album. And I listened to, to it exactly, and I listened to it about a week later, and I was like, "Did I even, did I even hear this bar? Like, how did I miss this? Like, I feel like I missed the whole verse. Like, it, oh it, man, I'm still uncovering stuff from that. Royce, Royce is just a he's he's one of the most consistent artists, and it just sucks because he's never going to, he's never had that that true mainstream success, but he's he's amazing. His word plays and delivery is just I don't think it's matched to be quite honest. No, nah, it's. I mean, it ain't too many people that can go toe to toe with him. I think like you got to start looking at the rest of Slaughterhouse if you're gonna look for somebody to really go toe to toe with him, like bar for bar. Um, it ain't many. Trust me, it's just it's not many. It's a reason why him and M could have like a war of words and M didn't slaughter that motherfucker. Like you know what I'm saying? Like or, or and M damn they're lost. Like you know what I'm saying? It ain't. It don't happen often. Yeah. yeah. Now he, my last underrated album was 2010. Well, that might be a classic, but it's up for debate. Rick Ross, the Teflon Doc. I'm good. Oh, man. I, I, classic. I'm that's passing. it's. I like it. I'm not. I don't want to say that I don't like it, but a classic. Yeah, I'll pass. Oh, good. man. Yeah. You good on that? I'm good. Like, okay. I, I'm not. I'm the wrong person to talk about Ross. So, like, I, I usually stay away from Ross conversations because people just think I just don't like Ross. I just think all his music sounds the same. I think he found his pocket, and he gonna stay in that pocket, which is not a bad thing because it's working for everybody else. I just don't like it. Like I'm good. Like it's the same sound to me. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like it sounded the same. You can't tell me it don't. Go listen to every Ross album. You know what you gonna get. It's not gonna be nothing new, nothing different. It's gonna be same old ten piece. You know, lemon pepper. Come on, man. Damn, man. Come on. It's going to be the same. But see, piece, lemon pepper, all flats. You know how what you, I'm saying? How you feel about Ross is how I feel about ASAP. ASAP Rocky. Like, that's exactly how I feel about him word for word. And you know what? Same thing. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're going to get that slow down, uh, screwed and chopped voice on a few songs. Uh, while it's slow motion voice, you're going to get an up-tempo. It's, yeah. Yeah, you're getting exactly what you think you're going to get from ASAP. Yep. I ain't listening to the new Rocky yet. Oh, man, this... 
It's the same. It's the last album. Go turn on the last album. <laughs> man. Same uh, <laughs> but any same any shit, any other underrated picks, man, before we move into the next stop. I could talk about music <laughs> all day. Seth the Russian judge, man. I'm not a Russian judge, my nigga. I just don't. No, man, I just don't get hyped for niggas the same way other people do. I'm good. You, you, you still on crunk music. That's what it is. Hey, bro. Hey, just call it what you want, my nigga. You shit. <laughs> I know what I'm getting from it. Well, fuck. <laughs> nice and hype. I'm straight, bro. <laughs> I feel you, man. Chit chip. It's your boy, First Rio, aka Chino Chino, y'all. Man, you know already know what it is. It's your boy, Bad Rio. Cardiac 911, y'all. And we are, I said it, we are. Two reels in the pod. Two, 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 two. Y'all make sure y'all catch us every single Wednesday on the Urban Mobile Life Network. Back We're, and forth. Back and forth. Apple Podcasts. iHeartRadio. That's the new, new. New, new. Okay, okay, okay. Player.fm. Google Play. Stitcher. I think that's it. I think that's it, right? Well, yeah. Just make sure y'all catch us every Wednesday, man. We out here. And we gonna stay out here until we can't be out here no more. FB. Two reels in the podcast group. You're familiar, get lost. Man. IG, two reels in the pod. Already. Twitter, Little Broke Podcast. Catch all the social media platforms. Just come find us, goddammit. Come find us. You already know what it is, and I go. Cheer, cheer. All right, we're going to get into the next topic, man. This one is about films. So we're moving over from, from music into films. Hood classic films. What is one hood classic movie? That every white person needs to watch. E, I'm coming to you first on this one. I got two of them. One that's really hood, and one that's just like, like commercially hood. Commercially hood, I'm going Juice. Every white person should see Juice. Okay. Only reason because they see they see how people come up together, but still they can still be disloyalty within the group when power is involved. It's kind of like how white people are growing up. They're they're all good until some. It's time to time to get some true power, and they they're, they're easy to step over each other quick. Um, then lastly, I don't know if everybody's seen it, but this is this is like a bootleg DVD classic, the movie Lockdown. Oh, what? Man. The I fuck? haven't watched that in years. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh shit! Oh, I hate you. I hate everything. That, 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 that nigga graffiti was not playing. <laughs> All right, I feel that. I feel that. Seth, what you got, man? Uh, I guess the expected choice would be like Boys in the Hood, you know, shit like that. But if I'm gonna go super hood and then like the hood classic, I'm gonna make a motherfucker watch like South Central. Yeah, I'm gonna make them see, you know, OG Bobby Johnson, see what they talking about. You gotta watch I'm about it, fam. <laughs> Damn. You got you gotta watch I'm about it, fam. If you can't tell like you can't can't appreciate the ghetto gold that is I'm about it. Sometimes horror movies be too so bad that it's good. If that makes sense. <laughs> what? Like it's so terrible, you just can't help but to like it. Oh, it's like a car crash. You know it's bad, but you can't turn away. Like the yeah. way they cut the scenes and the dialogue, be I'm like, man, they really just cut and paste this whole movie. But I'ma watch it because that's how I felt like Leprechaun in the Hood. They had a little production behind it, but going into if you're looking at this, I will go, just go on YouTube and type in hood movies and just look what come up and just start watching some. You see, you'll understand what I'm talking about. That's funny as a bitch. Hood movies. I'm actually <laughs> doing it now as we speak. <laughs> so my my uh mine are just uh, 
personal faves, man. I, I the first one that I had to pick, and I, like you said, I wanted to steer away from the boys in the hood, the Fridays, the hustle and flow. I wanted to stay away from those commercial hood movies. Yeah, I wanted to stay away from those, but uh, I got to give it to um, House House Party. I have to, like House Party has to make a list, man. No, it's a hood classic, man. I'm, yes, I love House Party. And see, it shows the other side of it, man. Like, I I don't know. I love it. I love it. Hey, say what you will about it, man. Uh, black movie, yes. Hood movie, uh, I, I could give an honorable mention. <laughs> All right. My, movie. my next one, though, is an absolute classic. Hopefully, you guys like this one a little bit more. Crooklyn. Oh, oh my God. Man, one of my favorite movies of all time. Like you're not wrong at all, dog. I think everyone yeah. needs to see that movie, man. Matter of fact, if, if 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 I feel like this movie can almost cure racism, man. If you can watch this movie and not sympathize with black people, you need to just oh, die. Man. Like I don't know what to say, man. That might be Spike's best joint, bro. I'm sorry. I, I have a confession. Oh shit! Don't tell me you've never, never seen Crooklyn. Never seen Crooklyn. Oh, oh what man. the fuck? Hey, 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 fam! You don't know the the hilarity when her auntie find out that the cat been dead inside of a fold out couch. (laughs) Oh my god, that cat flew out. She started crying, nigga. I die laughing every time. Oh man! Oh really? That might have been on my to do list this weekend. Watch her. That's funny, and then you know, you know what's funny. And for anyone who just saw um, what's Spike Lee's Netflix show, uh, she's got to have it. Is that the name of it? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I see, yeah, I see yeah. that. You you know that her apartment is the same apartment that Crooklyn was was their their home in Crooklyn. He reused that set. He reused that location. So, yeah. Wow. Man. Yeah. Shout, that, out, shout out to Rockletta Moss. <laughs> man, I wouldn't mind seeing the remake Crooklyn, man, to be quite honest. That's that's a classic, man. Now sometimes you gotta let classics be classics, though. True, true. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Alright, any 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 other honorable mentions we wanna mention before we move on? What's uh, uh some low key I mean shit. I got the hook up. Baller blocking. Uh nigga. Oh, you gotta see um Sprung. Check out Sprung. Sprung is a funny yeah, one. Sprung is good. Girl, I know you want these nuts is by far the funniest oh, thing. Oh, man. How to be a player. You got to watch How to be a player. Um, New Jersey Drive. Can't finish that though. Yeah. Or Strap. Remember Strap? The first oh, movie yeah. You saw, like, Bokeem Woodbine and her shit. <laughs> Him and uh, the nigga from Onyx. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Sunset Park. That's going to be my last one, man. Watch Sunset okay. Park. Okay. Watch Sunset I feel Park. that. Hey, if you white and you listening, watch Sunset Park. Yeah. What time <laughs> is it? Time to be alive. It's time to represent. You know what I'm saying? Get that in your life, man. All right, man. We're we going to get into the last topic of today. And this one is, is just a pure funny one, man. The biggest L's of 2018. The halfway mark. We're in June. Who's taking the biggest L so far? Seth, come to you first on this one, man. Who 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 you giving the biggest L to? J.R. Smith. <laughs> yep. That's okay. J.R. Damn, he he like single handedly damn near cost, like cost them probably like at least he caused them to get swept for sure. I wouldn't say he cost them the whole you know the whole thing, but he definitely caused them to get swept. 
Damn. Because they were going to lose regardless. So he got to take the biggest L. Nigga said that he ran off the court and went to the liquor store. Like, dog, they was <laughs> killing that man. Fam, like, I couldn't, like, I, like, you cannot believe. The funniest thing, though, like, then he went on Twitter later asking who went in the Pusha T Drake battle beef. I thought that was, like, something he had tweeted earlier. Like, he nah, better not. He could not have done that after the game. If he did after that after the game, the game. Sam, that's exactly why y'all lost. Because you worried about the wrong shit. My nigga but got the could, rebound and went to the liquor store. You can tell he'd be high as hell. And how he passed every drug test, I don't know. They Do they even drug test him, man? I feel like they just they just give him a pass. That's probably what they really do. But I already tell them, tell them ahead of time. Yeah. Like they're doing the NFL. But me, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go President Trump only because nobody wants to come to the White House after they win a tax. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like, how bad of a person are you when people don't want to come to your house and celebrate something they have, they have accomplished? Hey, my nigga, I have never heard one president say, I ain't want you to come no way, fam. No, you know what would be dope, though? President, president Obama invited everybody to his house for a cookout. Oh, man. Super petty. I can see it happening though, but that'll be a super petty moment. I'm here for it. Oh uh, man, I don't know how I can get a message to Obama, but he should do that. I'm, we should start a petition. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's change some history. <laughs> I'm with it, man. I'm with it. That that's a good pick. I, I feel that pick. My biggest L. And I may be a prisoner of the moment, man, but I think by the end of 2018, it's going to be Takashi 69. But as of right now, I got to give it to Drake, man. Hmm. I got to give it Big to Drake. Biggest L? The biggest L. Nah, there's so many other L's out there, though. But here, here's the and the thing is, is Drake was never going to lose no fans. He's going to do his <laughs> album sales. But with the oh, fact yeah. that the fact that he responded so quickly to, to, to Infrared, like he responded the same day the album dropped. And Damn then, man. and he was so confident, so so calm, so cock, like he just knew he had it. And the mo- he's barely even shown his face since. The most we've got from him is he wrote an angry, le- an angry worded letter on the IG story. That's the most we've got from him since then. That's an L, man. And he just uh, got shown with that super strap. I, I don't know if that's the biggest L. I mean, dog, it's an L, but is it a huge L? Like, I mean. I understand you from Columbus, fam, so you ain't gonna want to say Brian getting swept big L, but that's a big L. Oh wait, wait, wait! I just I live in Columbus. I'm not. Fr- I hate the Calves. That's an oh, L. Okay. No, I hate. The happiest moment. From Ohio. That's what I'm saying. I'm not from. I, I'm not from Ohio. The happiest moment in in my in my life is being able to walk in after the Calves lose the finals in the work with a bunch of Calves fans. Like I live for that. So no, no, that it was an L, but I still got to give it to Drake though, man. Matter of fact, you know you what? Let's take a minute. Work, you gotta walk into work with like a random ass jersey, like a Washington Bullets jersey on. Oh, for man. a team that don't even <laughs> exist, but you're still happy that Brown lost. I, you know, I, I'm gonna give the biggest L to the city of Toronto too because they just been talking a lot of oh shit. Like God. the like the Raptors just knew they was gonna beat the Cavs. Look at what happened. Yeah, that's just that's just OC, and they fired the black coach. Like, yeah. And he was getting what fifty to sixty win seasons back to back conference division champs, and and you lose your job. But I, he did get picked up by the Pistons, though. I do like that. That's a good love for them. That is, and he's he's gonna be a good coach for them. Um, I'm still I'm still a little worried about how their team structured overall, but you know, I mean, 
Any any honorary L's we want to pass out before we go ahead and end? Some honorary joints? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, I would have to say the chick on Twitter who tried to expose um future. Um, she done turned that nigga into a quote. I'm good, love, enjoy. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that, that's classic right now. That backfired. Um, Kanye West got to take an L. Um, and I'm gonna say this: his album ain't that good. It's very. It's, it's not. Oh my god, Seth. Fam, so what, that's what I've been waiting on. I'm cool. What are you looking for out of the music, Seth? What am I looking for? Not that out of Kanye, fam. That shit was depressing. Way too, way too sad for me. Oh my god, bro. You gotta, you gotta understand the overall product, bro. Here you go, bro. You always trying to talk this deep shit, and it don't be it's, nothing deep behind it. It's that's not deep. Like I just, I, I, just under, I just understand music. No, you don't mean you understand music because you like some shit. Get the fuck bro, out of here. You listening for the the club banger every no, time? I'm not. Why you think I always want a club banger, my guy? I just want some music that I fucking like. It don't gotta be a club banger. Shit, I listen the Common B album more than anything. And that has no club bangers. He don't, he don't count, bro. Oh, nah, he don't count. See what I'm saying? <laughs> <He don't laughs> see what I'm saying? Seth, you, Seth, you, you, uh, you, you be listening to Booed Up? I mean, this is your time to come to come clear right here, man. No, nah, I'm good on Booed Up, bro. <laughs> I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that for the niggas in the club, bro. On their cameras. All right, fellas, man. <laughs> I want to thank y'all for taking time out, man, to record this session with me, man. Sweats and Suits Podcast, man. Go ahead and plug your social media and tell them where they can find you. Tell them what's what's coming up next for Sweats and Suits. Go ahead, man. Uh, Sweats, the letter N, SuitsPodcast.com. You can hit us there. We uh, got a lot of events coming up. We got some stuff that we haven't announced yet, but we are announcing soon. We've been here, been working very hard, especially this year with just trying to expand and do different things. And I think everything is starting to come to fruition, and like the next, uh, the next six months are crucial. Facts. FedEx, what kind of people find us, bro? Uh, Swess, the letter N Suits Podcast on IG. Swess, the letter N Suits Pod on Twitter. Swess and Suits Podcast on Facebook. And you can join our group as well. The group get a little lit. Answer the questions you get in. Um, besides that, man, just anywhere you listen to podcasts, man, we everywhere. And you know that. Big facts, man. And shout out to UML, man. The mogul's on the move. It's a lot of. We got a lot of pods, man. A lot of people doing work. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Dualistic. They got the they got the vodka sponsor. You know what I'm saying? That's major. Tell them don't be trying to um, get everybody drunk on vodka, man. I'm a different kind of person on that white. So man, because she ain't even old enough to drink, man. And I don't know how they got that vodka <laughs> that vodka sponsorship, but I mean, I ain't hate no. I'm I'm happy for them, but I just I'm I'm, wor- I'm worried, man. Uh, uh, the law may come down and try to confine us for promoting underage drinking. That's all I'm saying. Though. It's cool, bro. As long as somebody is of age in the area. <laughs> I feel back. Straight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we try, man, we got, dude, it's just so much that I tell people, man, it's not about just hitting a button and recording. You know what I'm saying? A lot go into this, a lot of thought, a lot of, you know, just trying to spread the word and trying to do different events. Uh, just support your local pods, man. Support support independent podcasts. You know, if you like to listen, uh, don't hate. You know, keep the hate out of everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It's enough room for everybody to eat, man. That's all I can really tell people, fam. I feel you there. I mean, anyone who thinks podcasting is just sitting down talking to a microphone is just really underestimating everything that it takes. At least if you're going to do it right. Like, I'm sure there's podcasts who do that. But if you're going to do it right at a high level, it takes so much more than that, man. The, the work. Man. Pfft. Man. 
Man. Just let me me tell you, the hours that go into this, coming up with content every week, you got to have meetings, creative meetings to go over what you're going to do, what you're going to plan for this upcoming month. It's a grind. The the, the talking part is is the easy part. It's what goes leading up to that point is, is the work. Absolutely, man. But all right, fellas, man. This is this is the first. I'm sure we're gonna collab again, man. I gotta get you guys back, man. Again, so we can talk um, some more music. We gotta get you on our show too, man. We are gonna work that out with Porn Dexter, man, to get you on. <laughs> um, shout out to you, though, man. You uh, you you the you the pod everything, dog. You everywhere. Three, four pods. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and on everything, talking your shit. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere. You know what I mean? But so. Salute to you, man. Salute to your grind, man. For sure. I'm just, I, I thank you for having us on, dog. It was really a pleasure, for real. I appreciate that, man. We, we definitely going to work again, man. Let's go ahead and tell the people good night. All right. Big salute. Good night. Peace. All right. That's been episode 53 of The Awakened Soul. Shout outs again to the Sweats and Suits podcast, both Seth and Eric, for being able to pop in to uh, have that discussion with me. We are getting ready to go ahead and close out the show but i want to make a couple announcements we've got a couple of things to address before we do depart and that is the first one being we got another five-star review this week this one was from the number one listener that is mercy who actually did buy uh tickets to the live show so they'll be there but i'm gonna go ahead and read this five-star review the show was my introduction to podcast in general and definitely did not disappoint. The content is always relevant. The music is always fire and the overall listening experience is unmatched. Check it out and you will definitely be hooked. I want to thank you for those kind words. Another five star review. That's 30 reviews on iTunes, all five stars. Listen, we're also going to start um, for the live show. That's the next thing I got to announce. The Breaks Radio having our live show July 21st in St. Louis. We are going to actually be giving away a few free tickets. This is how you get entered into doing the free tickets. You have to leave a review for not only the Breaks Radio, but either Oversaturated or The Awakened Soul as well. So two out of the three, you have to leave five-star reviews for. Out of anyone who leaves those reviews, you will get put in a drawing. Now, I know not every platform allows for reviews. For For instance, Google Play does not. So if you write in a review... And email it to me, theawakensoulpod at gmail.com. You will also be entered into the raffle for the free tickets. So let me know. Reach out to me. Send a screenshot of those reviews so I know who it is. Um, like I said, we're giving away free tickets. But before we go as well, we have to give shout outs to our podcast that are also celebrating anniversaries. Dualistic celebrated their one year anniversary. Hats off to them. They've been doing amazing work in this first year. Also, the podcast brothers, Flaw 700, me and him have conversations all the time. Uh, so, yeah, they they are celebrating their anniversaries of their podcast, which I believe were on the same day, just a year apart. So want to send out shout outs to them. Our one year anniversary is August 4th. It's coming around very soon, just a, about a month and a half away. So I'm looking forward to that myself. But that's it. That's been this episode. You guys know where you can find me at CEO Hayes. It's at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow the Awakened Soul at Awakened Soul Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Pod at gmail.com. Thank you for joining me on this wonderful episode. Yet again, peace. You got me breathing with dragons. I'll crack the egg in your basket, you bastard. I'm Marilyn Manson with madness. Now just imagine the magic I like to ask is don't ask for your favorite rapper. He did. Yes, sir. Amen. Church. 
I killed him. Amen. Bitch. And this is rigor mortis and it's gorgeous when you die I leave recorded and I'm Morpheus, the matrix in my mind I'm out the orbit, you an orphan and a hairdresser combined I'm on the toilet when I rhyme, if you the shit then I decline I climax where you begin and then I end on cloud nine And that's important when you morph into an angel in the sky And don't be forging all my signatures, my listeners reply And tell me that you biting style, you got a hell of an appetite And I'ma be here for a while, just buckle up before the ride Or knuckle up if you can fight, we always making them duck or die As soon tie is suitable and usual is suicide, see us I just might investigate this fucking parasite. He did. Amen. That's what they telling me. Aim it at your celebrity. This is studio felony. Ferro got me so many and cool enough for the 70s. Nigga, payback's a bitch. Bitch, you been living in debt with me. Dead, I'm all in especially. Leave a call on his mother voice. Mother, say that he rest in peace. Big old chop of the recipe. Wrestling, that's irrelevant. Rather rest at your residence. Whistling to the melody. Couldn't think of a better D. Better be on your P and Q. It's just me, J Rock, Soul and Q. Solar system and barbecue. Nothing else you can do. He did. Yep. Yep. Amen. I killed him. He did. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You got me breathing with dragons. I'll crack the egg in your basket, you bastard.